Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, in his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. Good morning. Welcome to Accelerate OC. I'm Carrie Ransom, and excited to be here today. Uh, thanks always to my engineer, Paul, for making me and my guests sound so good. And uh, I'm very excited today to welcome my friend Scott Hamilton to Accelerate OC. Before we get to hear from Scott, and he has a lot to share, and we always have really good conversations, let me tell you a little bit about Scott and his background. He's currently the CEO of an organization called Executive Next Practices Institute, or ENPI, and he started it about 10 years ago, or a little over 10 years ago. They're providing advisory and leadership solutions to thousands of business executives, senior executives in some of the biggest companies in the world, and started here, but he's been all over the world now with ENPI, and in fact, he just got back from a trip, which he can tell us a little bit about, so he's been out speaking and globetrotting, uh, hopefully not too tired to participate here on the show today, but uh, you know we, we have a lot to, to share about that. They're also a partner with a number of universities, both locally here, like UCI and the Beale Applied Innovation Center, Pepperdine, Arizona State, research organizations like Gallup, and he has corporate members from over 2,000 different companies. So he's really built a, an exciting community of folks and is, is moving a lot of those folks forward with both their views on innovation and leadership in today's age. He's also a board member for a number of other for-profit and non-profits. I don't know how he does it all. It's a lot of uh, organizations, a lot of acronyms, as, as you can no doubt appreciate as you start to uh, spread into all those things. Uh, he's the CEO of a group called NextWorks Strategy, which really is, I think he would say, his day job, which uh, is providing innovation programs to align organizations and leadership teams to really drive better performance and revenue growth because, as we all know, the pace of change in companies uh, is often not as rapid as the market around them. And so he's helping them align those a little bit better. Prior to that, he uh, was also a senior executive. So he was a practitioner. He was doing this in companies like DirecTV, Nestle, Amerisource Bergen, and Honeywell. Uh, Scott's been here for a long time, and I found that he's been super committed and active in the Orange County community and really has used EMP to raise the what I would say the knowledge and the capability of thousands of our local business leaders. Uh, I always find that he brings great groups of people together. So his events will typically have a number of really interesting folks from our business community all together, both in the participants or the speakers, as well as the attendees. Uh, and as one example, I had a great time. I was part of an event that he held where we did a mock corporate board meeting. I was one of the board members and it was on corporate governance and a great experiential learning opportunity for both me and the people that were there as participants. So he's he to me is a, a great example of an innovative Orange County leader. Scott, it's great to have you here today. Gary, great uh, to be here. Thanks for the uh, time and chance to talk with you. Uh, really love what you're doing, and uh, great to be uh, part of the community and have you part of the community. Thank you, thank you. Great. So let's get going. Let's go to the starting line here at Accelerate OC. 
let's start. I gave a little bit of an introduction into EMPI. Um, tell the audience how you started it, what, where the idea for that, and, and a little bit more about it. Yeah, it's, it's been a fast 10 years, I'll tell you that. The origins of this actually came from the community itself, hmm. uh, the CEOs of enterprise-level companies mm -hmm. that told us uh, in the course of working with them that they had no forum to go to where they could look across industry verticals mm -hmm. and look across functions mm -hmm. to look to see where the emerging trends were, what technology was bubbling up, what new strategies looked like that they could then take and share among each other. Mm. So it started at the senior level, the, the CEO level. It really was, okay. although we were hearing echoes of that throughout all uh, levels of the organization. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do, you, do you find that the um, reduction in corporate training, corporate internal development of people has brought you an audience as well, where the, the folks in the, the management layers are, are also seeking some of the same intelligence as they need to to raise their game in their careers. Yeah, that's a great comment. As you recall, where we were 10 years ago, corporations mm -hmm. were in retreat. That's right. All enterprises that's were. Right. So they were cutting left and right. As a consequence, they cut off some of the prime things they shouldn't have, like training, development, research. Sure. So, yeah, we filled some of that void by pulling them into these rooms. Mm -hmm. um, now it's starting to come back a bit, but they're also acknowledging that they've got to build their internal capability sure. and they need the resources and the experts to help them do it. Mm -hmm. So what what have you seen change over your 10 years with EMPI? Well, uh, first of all, this hunger for knowing what's going on in the market. Uh, Leaders are recognizing that they're not going to get all their answers from their current domain, sure. that they've got to reach outside that domain. Yes. And the expertise, new ideas, are likely to come from an adjacent or even remote industry. Mm -hmm. uh, and they've seen this time and again. If you look at the Netflix model, you look at uh, the uberization of industry. Sure. So that's what's changed rapidly over the past 10 years, this thirst for outside knowledge sure. and then interpreting it against your own model. So get out of that ivory tower. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I had someone convince me, I, I, I'm very grateful for this, probably 15 or 20 years ago. Um, what he said is 75% of the answers are out there. And so his view was if you're not orienting and really investing your time in the market or out there, um, to, to some extent, that 75%, then you're missing out. And I think that, what I, that got me ingrained with this view that if I'm in the office too long, I start to get antsy and nervous and go, somebody's doing something that I don't know about no. that I should probably be paying attention to. I call it my, my healthy paranoia. <laughs> that, the paranoia is real. And also uh, this idea of the fear of being blindsided. Yes. You know, someone coming out with the fact we've got digitization now, so your next competitor can emerge in a matter of months versus sure. years. That's right. This idea of being blindsided by the emerging competitor is, is first and foremost mm -hmm. on everyone's mind. Yeah, totally makes sense. So one of the things that I've appreciated about you, Scott, is that you've you, you talked about this. You crossed a lot of different industries, a lot of different disciplines. What? Tell me about, I guess, what gives you the inspiration for your different types of events. They, they run a wide gamut, and I, I think it's exciting that you get to touch so many different spaces, but how do you get your your ideas for where to, to take the next event? You know what's interesting is we've been blessed by the fact that people have gotten to know us, mm -hmm. and it's, they start to bring to us these new ideas or emerging okay. concepts. So I'll give you an example. Five years ago, five years ago, we were approached about blockchain. Mm -hmm. When we ask our audience about it, 
virtually two hands out of 200 right. raise their hand with knowledge about blockchain. Mm -hmm. So we started to look at these emerging trends to see where are the impacts, what's going to be real, what's going to take root, mm -hmm. uh, what may fail, and start to present that. Recently, mm -hmm. also, we look at if you look at regulatory side, sure. uh, the data privacy, CCPA, which mm -hmm. goes into effect January 1st. We had an event on that several months ago. Virtually no one in the room was familiar with CCPA, sure. and yet it impacted almost 80% of that audience. Mm -hmm. So again, we look for these things that may represent a potential uh, blindside opportunity for sure. an organization, or that they definitely need to build into their thinking in terms of their strategy. Mm -hmm. So tell me about your next event that you have coming up. Well, we've got several coming up. The one I want to focus on today is September the 26th. That's okay. in an evening at our home base, UCI Beole Applied Innovation. Mm -hmm. And that's a series we run called Disrupt HR. Okay. Now, it's a little bit misbranded. It says HR, but it's really about disrupting the entire organization. Mm, okay. So we've got 10 top corporate speakers mm -hmm. coming on board in short but very powerful, insightful presentations to talk about the future of the workplace, how organizations are redesigning to be more effective, redesigning the C-suite, and mm. even getting into how you create shadow boards among your employees mm. to tap the collective intelligence of the organization. That's cool. So the format of that will be, I think I looked, it was a little over three-hour event, and you have 10 speakers over that in succession over that period. Yeah, we include strategic networking and mm -hmm. connections, sure. but then the speakers actually only have five minutes. Wow. Five minutes, and their slides automatically rotate. Mm -hmm. So uh, they've they got to be, be ready. on their mark. Yeah. Right. So it's almost a mini TED Talk-like really structure. Is. It is. And you just, have you found, is that a consistent way that you deliver the events, or do you have different types based on the topic? Well, great question. We'll run different types of formats. Mm -hmm. We'll have keynoters and panels, but the common thread among E&P events is that we get the audience involved. Um, the speakers usually are five minutes, mm -hmm. 10 minutes, 12 minutes mm -hmm. max. Mm -hmm. Then we get the audience involved with tapping their collective sure. intelligence about what they intend to do with the information. Mm -hmm. And always, always we come up with these unique intersections of knowledge across industry verticals. That's great. That's great. So let's get under the hood a, a little bit. Um, you, you're an entrepreneur. I mean, this is an entrepreneurial endeavor. I know you, you your primary job is helping companies be more innovative and, and really advance their strategy. But this endeavor is an entrepreneurial one. You, you've taken some risks. You've tried some things. Thinking back, you know, things that haven't worked, because I'm assuming you've had some events that just haven't been home runs. What what hasn't worked or what about different events that haven't been your most successful as you look back and go, okay, that maybe we were too early on a topic like a blockchain that people just weren't ready to wrap their head around? Or are there any, any lessons that you've learned? Well, uh, we've been really fortunate in that the events themselves, the forums, have all been well-received, mm -hmm. although every single one. Every single one is walking a tightrope mm -hmm. because it's got to hit the mark on all levels in terms of quality of the mm -hmm. insights, mm -hmm. the audience involvement, and the overall experience. Sure. So every single one is a pressure point. I would say our learning points were in early stages when we started to form this model okay. and getting people engaged. And one of the things we found is we had to engage people who had a similar passion for reaching out to the market and believed in this idea of bringing the community together, connecting mm -hmm. the dots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the individuals we involve, I, of course, have a board directors, and then we have staff. But the, the people that really make this work are what we call our ENP advisors. Sure. 
who are super connectors that believe in getting the right people in the room. Mm -hmm. And early on, we had a couple of miscues with people who uh, were in it probably for their own purposes. Gotcha. Uh, but now we've settled on to this, and we have over 100 of these advisors, mm. um, not at all at the same event, but who have a passion for different topics mm -hmm. and will really get behind each of the programs. So that's, that's what makes it work. Okay. So that's yeah. really that, – that's been a key. And, you know, we'll talk about it here. You've, you've expanded greatly into other geographies, so we'll talk, we'll talk yeah. a little bit more about that. But first, I think I want to yeah, – there's been a lot of change. I mean, you, you've got uh, demographic change that's happened here in Orange County, both – um, I mean, aging, of course, we're, yeah. we, you know, we're uh, an aging area. Uh, we, we need to figure out how to keep and bring in more younger talent into this area. Um, we have a different ethnographic mix here than we did 10, 20, 30, certainly uh, years ago. Uh, what are you seeing differently in the executive of today versus 10 years ago when you were first starting that? I mean, the economy is certainly different right now than it was 10 years ago. But what what are you seeing in the emerging executives' DNA today that's different? Yeah, it's hugely different. The the executive or the investor of the, in the past, uh, this emerging um, leader, uh, was more focused on capital than anything else. That is flipped. Now it's more of a focus on talent. How am I going to build the right team to take this forward? Mm -hmm. And so to your point, we've been seeing talent exit this or, this mm -hmm. area, mm -hmm. uh, either to New York or Silicon Valley or even Texas or sure. Nevada, Arizona. Um, and our other challenge here is that mid-caps, it seems, once they reach a certain size in Orange County, we lose them again mm -hmm. to these other markets, mm -hmm. usually to or they Texas get acquired. or Nevada. Or they get acquired, exactly. Uh, and we've seen some long-term players leave. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the challenge is, as a community now, and this is what we've been mm -hmm. focused on, is creating this connection uh, so that companies can not only incubate here, but also grow through midsize and even into large caps mm -hmm. and comfortably stay here sure. uh, that have the infrastructure and the talent resources to get it done. That's really been a focus for us. Okay, that's great. And I mean, I will say my my view of Orange County after being here for 15 years is that there is plenty of talent here to build as big of a company, world class, as you would desire. With three and a half million people, we we certainly have the talent here. I find the lack of connectivity and understanding of each other as, uh, and even in some cases the belief that people can cross industries as one of the impediments. So I think you're doing a lot of things to help allay some of those fears and challenges and that you're connecting people across industries. You're helping, I'm sure, especially when you started, people even repositioning their skills and functions they might want to work in as they get smart about different uh, topic areas that you cover that they could go position themselves. I used to be a marketer. Now I want to focus in the, the people or talent area. And, and so I think the work you're doing is super important to building those bridges because I find far too often that, that people look around and they only see their little bubble and say, there aren't enough people in my little bubble. I can't, I can't grow. Yeah. That's so true. And I, we have, we work on what we call a 50% model in terms of specking out, say, a particular mm -hmm. job. Mm -hmm. So just to your point, rather than the, the leadership team start to spec out jobs and say, uh, we want to exclude this type of person, 
rather do a 50% equation. That is, you've got a core 50% of what the person does, but you've got this leeway around that Mm -hmm. in terms of building on what current skills they Mm -hmm. have that will Mm -hmm. add to that, not detract from it. So again, making it more inclusive, less exclusive. I love that. I love that because that other 50% could be that interesting insight from a different industry or a different career path that could make all the difference in in how they help the company transition because all these companies here i don't care how successful you are right now are going to continue to have to transition because that's the world we're in it's just moving so rapidly that the moment you get comfortable you're probably going to going to get into trouble yeah it's so true the other focus has been as you know uh going back for a decade now, is we've been focusing people on what we call next practices. Mm-hmm. That is, what is unique to them? What will be their next way of doing sure. things? Sure. And so this is a demonic quest we've been mm-hmm. on for a decade with mm-hmm. our members to say, no, no, completely relook at your business model. Every single thing you do, processes, practices, how it can be done differently, more efficiently, more efficiently what is the ideal in mm-hmm. the future? Mm-hmm. And it really is a demonic quest. You have to walk in your business every single day and say, why am I doing this? How can I stop doing certain things and try a new route? That's great. So you, you've been here for quite a while. Uh, I certainly appreciate all the effort and energy you put into Orange County. I know you've, you've grown this uh, outside of Orange County as well. But what is it, as you think about Orange County, what is it that you most enjoy and appreciate about Orange County? Well, you know, for all our travels into international markets yes. and national markets, you come back to Orange County and really appreciate it for what it is, right. right? That is the proximity of everything and the fact that the infrastructure is so well designed mm-hmm. to accommodate growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the challenge is, again, um, we still operate in somewhat a fragmented fashion. So we work with partners in their community, the other associations like us in Mm -hmm. the community. The Irvine Chamber of Commerce has been a terrific partner in terms of pulling that together. And other entities like that, UCI Bill Applied Innovation, with the expansion they're doing, Mm -hmm. that will become a de facto center of gravity for this kind of activity. So um, again, the opportunity is there. Uh, But again, you do appreciate how good we've got it Yes. Uh, in terms of climate, economic development opportunity, um, and simply mobility, as opposed to these other markets. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we. I just had this conversation earlier today, and I, I feel like we have it far too often, which is, you know, how do we make Orange County be more like fill in the blank? Usually, unfortunately, it's something like Silicon Valley. Yeah. You've traveled a lot. I've traveled a lot as well. What are the communities that you look at and say they're doing things? that we should be doing here and you know both the communities and and what things do you think we could be doing better yeah and i've I've got a couple of specific examples of course austin is well known for what they're doing uh relatively small town but they've been able to pull all the different elements Mm -hmm. together to Mm -hmm. work together Mm -hmm. Um, and they do that they showcase it quite well with some of these national and international conferences they bring in so that's one thing we could be doing here la does it um Phoenix. We've been doing a lot of work, as you know, with Skysong, ASU, Mm -hmm. and Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're hosting a major event with them in December the 10th at Skysong in Mm -hmm. Phoenix. That community, similar-sized Orange County, 3.4 million people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they've been able to start to pull things together. Capital sources, economic development, local to global trade sources Mm -hmm. into so that they've got 
these connections and able to leverage it. Mm-hmm. And so they're after us, quite frankly. Sure. Uh, they're Absolutely. after Orange County business. They're Absolutely. after California business. Yes. Uh, more, more so out of Silicon Valley, but um, and they're they're successful at it. Yeah, they're they're doing something right for sure. Yeah, that's that, those are great examples. So Scott, let's talk a little bit about you. What have you learned about yourself through this last ten years with uh, EMPI? Well, for me, it's a constant challenge of what I can offload. And, and mm. fortunately, we've got a great staff with um, our entities. NextWork Strategy, you mentioned, is our consulting arm that mm-hmm. does innovation and strategy work. And, of course, ENP, we've got a terrific staff and then our volunteers. Um, so it's always a constant battle. Where am I focused? What is going to produce the greatest impact uh, for uh, our organization and for the community. Mm-hmm. Is so your instinct to try to control things and do it yourself? Is that is that sort of because a lot of entrepreneurs are that way? Yeah. So is that is that your gut instinct, and then you <laughs> have to like force yourself? I I just can't take anymore. I have to. That's always the entrepreneur's dilemma: when to let go, right? Sure. And so, fortunately, I've had experience in large corporations mm-hmm. where you had to let it go. Sure. And um, so, yeah, that's another dynamic is saying, all right, I don't need to be doing this, or let's try a different way. Um, and so you'll see, and you come into our forums, even this next year, you'll see changes in format, um, different ways that we're doing things in terms mm-hmm. of engaging audiences, creating experiences, and tapping the knowledge of our community. You'll see dramatic changes there. So it's, it's a fluid situation. So to answer your question, yeah, letting go, but also making sure we're maintaining the quality Sure. That we've always been known for. Sure. Yeah, you can. You try to establish that quality bar, and and anybody you bring in, you know, hold, exactly. hold them to. It. I, I get that. So, what's ahead? Uh, as you think about, it, you mentioned, you know, some changes that that are afoot at uh, EMP events over the the next year. What what is your vision for what's ahead in the next year and and couple of years beyond? Well, I think we're going to start to see some broader market changes in 2020. If it's not a correction, at least some tightening of mm-hmm. uh, the market. And so that's going to require businesses, again, to continue to look for efficiencies. Mm-hmm. So that will drive for this next year. We'll be focusing on things like healthcare, um, in terms of implications from blockchain and AI on healthcare. Mm-hmm. We always do a customer centricity summit. Mm-hmm. So in that case, we'll be looking at the changing dynamics there. Again, how AI is impacting uh, our customer centricity activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be doing our financial summit, which is a look forward at the finances. Uh, we'll be coming back to something called neuroleadership hmm. and a big leadership summit this uh, spring, which will focus on some of the new tools that organizations can lever in terms of improving their leadership capability. Hmm. And, it, and with all these, leadership's a good example. Leadership is such a commodity. We're very, we're very cautious about putting on a leadership event unless it is truly, truly different and mm-hmm. represents sure. where our leadership is going. So, you'll, again, these are some of the things you'll be seeing in, in 2020. That's great. I mean, I think your name really defines it. It's next practices. It's not uh, let's live in the past. It's it's what's what's coming ahead and, and how to prepare yourself yeah, exactly. for it. So that's – you should – I think you're forcing yourself to always be out in <laughs> exactly. front and helping bring others with you. Yeah. That's great. So we – you know, my audience that, that I have such appreciation for here at Accelerate OC are people that – are trying to help move things forward here in Orange County. And that's a group that seems to be growing and is committed to doing that. As you think about them in the context of 
your organization, most of them um, are going to be more in the earlier stage entrepreneurial folks. You're, you're working with a lot of the more established companies. I see a really nice collaboration and, and marriage there. What, what are things that you feel like they can do to help advance things at, at EMPI? That's a great, uh, great question, and here's a great opportunity for your audience and members. That is, larger enterprise companies have recognized they've got to internally innovate. Yes. They've tried. They can't internally. They can't, they can't do it. <laughs> they can't. They've tried something called intrapreneurship, yes. and it doesn't, fa- it doesn't work because it's too high a risk uh, against capital. That's right. Uh, and it requires different infrastructure. Yeah. And Incentives are usually wrong. Incentives yeah. have all mixed up. Yep. So what are we're seeing companies do now? is taking lower risk and looking at outside opportunities and project opportunities in partial acquisition, equity investment, mm-hmm. IP investment mm-hmm. with startups and bring them into the fold uh, to help incubate these ideas mm-hmm. and pressure test mm-hmm. uh, new business models. So there's an opportunity there to get either a portion or all of your business ingrained with a larger organization. Sure. That's happening now. Um, Let's find some of those stories to exactly. tell because I think that will help both of our audiences understand form function how this is possible and and let's let's find some ways to do it with companies both based here in orange county the startups here the established companies here and and let's bring them together because i think that's going to have some great powerful results for for the community that yeah that's great and also i would encourage them to get engaged with communities like the UCI Beal mm-hmm. Light Innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, there's SAP there, there's Beckman Coulter, larger companies that have invested actual space sure. within those. So that's that's one way to get engaged there. Um, also, we invite all the emerging companies to come into ENP forums so they can actually get physical connection with mm-hmm. some of these larger mm-hmm. enterprise companies. Uh, that's great. Uh, just quick quick example, uh, Arbonne International, yes. where we held our social mixer this summer. Uh, they have offered space, actually, to the entrepreneurial community. So we're helping them configure how that space might be used. So, again, here's where an enterprise company actually has literally the physical resources available to external companies. That's awesome. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll have to follow up on that one, and I'll have the somebody from Arbonne talk about that <laughs> endeavor and, yeah. and how we can connect them in with yeah. the, the startup world here in Orange County. That's great. So what other things outside of, of um, your organization, what are the other things you feel like if you're asked by folks around here, hey, Scott, you're really connected in this community. What, how can I get more involved or what, what things should I be doing? What, what is the advice you would tend to give people that ask that kind of well, question? Well, here's the age-old expression. 99% of success is showing up. Yes. Um, and you can't do that by just sitting in your office. That's right. Uh, so this idea of going to the right places and i'm not i'm not don't prescribe to networking by the way uh, we, we in fact we were careful to announce it at our organization if you're coming for networking wrong place wrong to place. go mm-hmm. go to places where you're actually going to be uh connecting with content insights and the right people in the room mm-hmm. um, but do it and get out on a regular basis i can't tell you the number of times we've had people come in and say you know what i could have done something else i had 10 other things on my plate but i showed up and I took things away and connections I might not have made otherwise. Mm-hmm. So first of all, it's just showing up yeah. uh, and getting involved. And then secondly, like we've been talking about, get involved. Uh, become part of the creation of some of this content we've got out there um, and spawn some of the, the various connections we've got going. Um, so there's a number of groups that people can get engaged with. So we encourage them to do that, first and foremost. 
Well, that's great. Well, I uh, I'm getting the the time sign from Paul over here, so we're gonna have to uh, move to our final lap. So one of the things I always ask my guests, I, mean, I, I have such a privilege to bring folks like you uh, on to Accelerate OC. I, I want to tap into your great uh, experience. What's a key piece of advice or lesson that you want to share with the audience? I mean, you just had a great one about showing up, but what what is it that you would try and tell other executives here in Orange County as you, you tend to focus on that corporate executive that may also work with the entrepreneur, what, what's something they should be really paying attention to or thinking about that you've learned? Well, you know, a uh, good friend of mine out of Gallup, Tom Rieger, wrote a book about the fear factor years mm-hmm. ago. And it was all about, and it still holds true, it's just taking that first step. Uh, if you got this vision, going ahead and making that step and trying it mm-hmm. and not being afraid to... Uh, create some learning opportunities during the course of it. But too often we see people that hit a wall early on and say that's not going to work, and they just don't persevere. So if I had anything, it would be keep pushing at it, keep Mm -hmm. working at it. Mm -hmm. We started 10 years ago with this. We had intended to grow to a national organization. Sure, internationally. It was was the pressure of keep continuing to keep going after it. Uh, So perseverance, uh, not being pushed back by the naysayers, and there are plenty of them that oh, you'll sure. come across. Sure. Uh, but it's that age-old thing. Just keep persevering, going after your vision uh, that will make it happen. That's that, great. That's what we've seen as the highest success point. Well, Scott, that's a, a great piece of advice. And thank you so much for taking us along on this ride today to, to talk about Executive Next Practices Institute. Thanks also for leading by example here in the community. We need more people like you that are bringing folks Thanks. together to teach them, to connect them, to support them, and really that, that we can all grow together and, and make Orange County the world-class business community that it is and, and can continue to even get better at. You're definitely doing your part to accelerate OC. Welcome to the family. Well, thanks, and same to you, Kerry. Thanks for all you're doing. And we're looking forward to your repeat performance on the mock boards. We'll do another one of those this year. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm available anytime. <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks right. again. You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at AccelerateOC.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's Accelerate OC together. 